It was a dramatic evening as six more teams confirmed their place in the knockout stages. In Group E, the defending champions safely progressed after a tough test in Austria. Problems here for Salzburg. Salah shoots towards goal and he finds the far corner from the acutest of angles. It's a mistake by Salzburg and they've been punished. In Group F, Inter hosted already qualified Barcelona, knowing they had to match or better Dortmund's result against Slavia Praha. And it was late heartbreak for the Italians. Ansu Fati trying to get a run and have a go at goal. It's in! I don't believe it! The 17-year-old has surely killed off Inter's Champions League hopes. So Dortmund progress at their expense after a 2-1 win in Germany. Meanwhile, in Group H, last year's semi-finalist Ajax crashed out as they went down 1-0 at home to Valencia. 25 metres out and he's played it into the area and it's knocked into the net! Rodrigo has scored and Valencia lead in Amsterdam! It's Ajax 0, Valencia 1! So Valencia and Chelsea qualify from Group H and in Group G it went right to the wire as Lyon joined Leipzig in the last 16. Stay with us here on Match Day Live and the official UEFA Champions League podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and alongside me is the European football expert, Chris Parrott. Chris, um, I've been told to ask you about the top story of the night. I don't really know where to start. I suppose Inter going out will take many of the headlines. I think it will, given it's been a long time now since they've been through to the last 16. Second year in a row on match day six at home. They haven't got the result which was required against a, a new look Barcelona team without many of their superstars, including Lionel Messi and Gerard Piquet. Um, I think... The general story is the unbelievable, unrelenting drama that we had, summed up by the fact that one goal in basically every group midway through the second half changed everything. And if I can maybe just pick one moment which shows how tight it was, basically across all of the sections, was that Memphis Depay scored for Leon eight minutes from time in their match. And that jumped them up from bottom going out of Europe altogether to second and a place in the last 16. Uh, let's quickly run through all of Tuesday's match day six results. In Group E, Salzburg nil, Liverpool two, Napoli four, Genk nil. So Liverpool won the group and Napoli second. Group F, Inter one, Barcelona two, Dortmund two, Slavia Praha one. So Dortmund threw his runners up behind uh, Barcelona. Group G, Benfica three, Zenit nil, Lyon two, Leipzig two. So Leipzig and Lyon go through to the next round. And in Group H, Ajax nil, Valencia one, Chelsea two, Lille one, Valencia win the section, Chelsea runners up. A reminder on Wednesday, we have coverage on UEFA.com and the Champions League app of Shakhtar versus Atalanta in our early game with commentary. Then we'll bring you Atletico Locomotive from 2100 CET, plus extended updates as Bayern take on Spurs. And don't forget to download the next podcast to get all the action and reaction from Wednesday's matches. But let's start Tuesday's review in Group E, where defending champions Liverpool travelled to Salzburg with both teams needing a result to confirm their round of 16 places. Mike Sewell describes the action.
Alexander-Arnold into Robertson, down the left side. Oh, good play by Mane, into the area. Out comes Stankovic, Keita heads it, and Liverpool score! 11 minutes into the second half, the breakthrough finally comes, and it's the European champions who make it. It's a massive goal for Liverpool, and it's Naby Keita who's got it. Problems here for Salzburg, Salah shoots towards goal, and he finds the far corner from the acutest of angles. It's a mistake by Salzburg, and they've been punished. Two goals in two minutes, and Liverpool are heading towards the round of 16, and Salzburg only have themselves to blame for the second goal. It's Salzburg nil, Liverpool two. Mike Shaw with the commentary there, Chris Parrott, a great result for Liverpool. It wasn't always easy on the day, but those two quick goals sort of killed off Salzburg's resistance. Yeah, it was never going to be easy. You know, Salzburg have been terrifically entertaining. They came into the game knowing that if they won, in all probable likelihood, they would be through themselves. Um, and for 60 minutes, it was incredibly tight. Allison came up with... A big save for the second match day six running. Remember, last year Liverpool were almost knocked out, but in the end they had they had the quality going forward. Two former Salzburg players combined with um, um, you know Keita and, and Mane for the opening goal, and then Salah's second. You heard it there. It was it was very special actually, and I, I think we've seen why Liverpool are are the holders and why many people believe they can go all the way again because um, they found a way to get through a tough game with their big players stepping up at big moments. Uh, let's hear from the Liverpool camp. We'll uh, get the thoughts of manager Jurgen Klopp in a moment. But first, the former Salzburg player, Sadio Mane. Yeah, obviously, I think it was a really, really tough game today. And uh, for sure, we expect that. But uh, yeah, and uh, for sure, I think we, we, we won the game the second half and we create many chances and we score. Now we score a wonderful goal. So I'm happy for him with this ex-club. So yeah, that's it. I think, uh, yeah, we deserve to win tonight and uh, we are happy for it. Always nice to come back here because it's where ev everything starts for me. And uh, I'm really grateful for this club and the fans and as well. Uh, the people here and uh, yeah sorry guys but it's football we have to do <laughs> we have to deal with and that's it couldn't have more respect for what Salzburg did here tonight so what the team what an effort what we were, it was really a tough game but we we were there and that was a lot from my team so they started so direct they all the little things they worked for they, they did so many smart things to be honest so between the lines and then uh, being offside walking out of that situation running in behind the next one um, half spaces they found it was really good but the big chances we had obviously really big chances um, but how I said um, well, they did a lot of things but we were ready to to, to defend it so then you cannot defend it always in the first moment but then we did in the last line they obviously couldn't um, cope with intensity of the first half and we, we could yeah, have then scored the two goals, wonderful goals. Could have, we could have scored tonight in a game like this, which is crazy, we could have got six, seven goals. But it's completely okay that we didn't do it, so we won the group, we won the game, all good. Jurgen Klopp there after Liverpool's win, uh, Mo Salah's goal, extraordinary as he managed to sweep it in from the near impossible angle and Sadio Mane, who we heard there, was even being asked to take photos post-match by the Salzburg substitutes who just couldn't <laughs> believe uh, they had the chance to meet him. Uh, ultimately, a great result for Liverpool and I think you can tell from Jurgen Klopp there, Chris, he really did respect what Salzburg did tonight. They put them under immense pressure. Yeah, and he talked about it being a, a final in, in the build-up, didn't he? He knew exactly what to expect. Nobody is going to want to play Salzburg in the Europa League last 32 they had to wait for their chance to be in the Champions League 
um, and very almost knocked out, you know, the best team in England at the moment and the current European champions. But um, this Liverpool team, there are very few weak points, aren't there? You know, and, and we heard from Mane that he must be one of the most informed players in Europe right now. Um, he's having a very special season and, and uh, Liverpool make it through. It's the start of a, a frankly bonkers period for them. Five competitions, I think, in the next 27 days. Um, but it's and had they lost and gone out, it would have been a, a terrible period for them, potentially going into the busy uh, Christmas fixtures in England. But this will give them a boost at a crucial time in the season. Uh, joined by Napoli in the section after their 4-0 win over Genk. Three goals for Milik, the earliest uh, hat-trick in a UEFA Champions League game since October 2013. Zlatan Ibrahimovic for Paris Saint-Germain against Anderlecht. But we're just hearing on the show that Carlo Ancelotti has left as head coach of Napoli. I don't think we're entirely surprised despite the win tonight. No, it, it was rumoured that whatever happened, win, lose or draw, progress, get knocked out, that Ancelotti's position was uh, under threat. There's been rumours that um, Rino Cattuso is ready to take over. We shall see who takes over. But Ancelotti has left Napoli this evening, um, which isn't too much of a surprise. This has been their best result for weeks. They had, if you remember, um, they were ordered into a retiro, a retreat, if you like. Um, uh, Ancelotti turned up. The players didn't. Um, Aurelio Di Laurentiis, the... The owner has been pretty outspoken in terms of what is going wrong at the football club. His his position's been in jeopardy for a couple of weeks. Um, the one thing you can say is that he leaves on a high, having taken Napoli through to the last 16. And many people will feel that um, the decision is a little harsh, given what has happened this evening. But I think um, Napoli will point to what maybe has happened over the last couple of months. Yeah, no, I think it was no win in seven or no win in eight in mm. all competitions going into that. I suppose the situation from Napoli's point of view, if they knew they were going to make a change, was like, well... Do we really want that upheaval right on the eve of a Champions League game? And we'll uh, just go into it as is. Yeah, and a big Champions League game because um, th this isn't the most free-flowing Napoli team that we've seen in the last couple of years. They've played some great football but then haven't progressed in the Champions League. And, and the irony is that Ancelotti leaves having done, I suppose, what he was brought in to do. They, they wanted to win the Scudetto but he was also brought in to take the next step in the Champions League. And... It is ironic that he does that and then oh, 30 minutes after securing their place in the last 16, he leaves the football club. We shall see who takes over, but um, I'd be surprised if Ancelotti was out of the game for too, too long as well. Uh, there have been many head coach changes in the Champions League this season and Ancelotti is the latest. Regardless, Chris, it was a great result uh, for Napoli. Three goals uh, for Milik, one for Mertens as well from the penalty spot. 17-year-old goalkeeper, youngest ever uh, yeah. goalkeeper in Champions League football. It was a rough uh, rough night in the end for Martin van der Voort. It was a pretty tough game to throw him in, in, in fairness, given that Napoli needed something from the game. They... Um, we all know about the attacking quality they have, even if they haven't showed it for the whole of this campaign. Um, first goal, uh, I think he was put under undue pressure from his defenders, really passing it back to him, given he, he's 17. And um, that was a bit of a moment to forget. And, and then the penalty and the yellow card for, for Milik's hat-trick. Um, I'm sure he will come again, but um, a difficult place to start his UEFA Champions League journey. And credit to Napoli because they took advantage of that. But I think... Had Ancelotti in what turned out to be his final game for the club 
wanted the perfect opponent to go through, it probably would have been Genk at home. Liverpool 13 points, Napoli 12, Salzburg 7, Genk 1. Liverpool and Napoli into the round of 16. Inter were hoping to join them. They welcomed already qualified Barcelona, knowing they needed to match or better Brucey Dortmund's result against Slavia prior to qualify. Commentary here from Mark Scott. Chance and in! They switched off and Carlos Perez on his UEFA Champions League debut has scored for Barcelona. A big goal for him and it could be a big one and bad news for Inter because as things stand, they're heading out of the UEFA Champions League. Lukaku with the hit and he's scored a cracker for Inter. Magnificent from Romelu Lukaku. Antonio Conte is on the pitch celebrating and what a turnaround in the UEFA Champions League. All of a sudden, Inter now on course for the last 16. Godin again through to Lautaro Martinez! Who's done it for Inter, but the flag's up. The flag is up. Politano goes for goal. It could go anywhere. It's gone in! It's Martinez! But the flag is up again. I do not believe it. Vidal sends it into the uh, central area. Ansu Fati trying to get a run and have a go at goal. It's in! I don't believe it. The 17-year-old has surely killed off Inter's Champions League hopes. The 17-year-old writes his name into Champions League history. It's Inter 1, Barcelona 2. Mark Scott joins uh, Chris and myself now. Mark, before we get into dissecting what happened with Inter tonight, a word on Ansu Fati off the bench, just signed a new contract uh, with uh, Barcelona. What a fantastic moment for him to win that game. Yeah, I mean, um, you thought it was uh, perhaps just a, a chance for him to stretch his legs and, you know, eat up a bit of time and ensure that they come away with a point but no he was bang at it and uh, the confidence to have a go from that kind of range against a keeper who had been fairly immaculate throughout shows how full of confidence and belief he is and super strike super goal and you know tough one for Inter to take but yeah I mean he's announced himself to the stage if he hadn't already done so uh, we heard, uh, we understand that you've got some quotes from Samir Handanovic, who was beaten by that goal from uh, Ansu Fati. Yeah, I mean, he looked absolutely devastated when he spoke to the media afterwards. He said that um, although they had the chances, they knew Barca were dangerous and it would get stretched and it would get tougher as uh, time goes on. But he's trying to put a positive spin that says that it's a defeat that hurts, but it's not as though their season ends here. They've still got two Serie A games before the Christmas break and they can recharge their batteries. He also that their performances in the group game showed that they actually deserved to go through, but they had some ups and downs during the matches. And to be honest with you, performance-wise, they probably have deserved to go through, but I'm afraid if you don't convert your displays into points, then you suffer. And they, they were simply too wasteful with their opportunities and conceded bad goals. And Handanovic was very good. Another excellent performance from him. And I think they might just look back at that match day one, drop points at home to Slavia. Ultimately, maybe that was a, a key moment. Um, Handanovic disappointed. I, I just wonder whether Peter Afuriquay will be disappointed as well, Rob. He's, he's, he's 39 now. His record has stood for 22 years, is it? Finally being beaten by Ansu Fati. And, and what a goal to do it. That wasn't just, that wasn't just uh, the innocence of youth. It was, a, it was a, an erring finish. And... Uh, a player, a young teenager, we are going to hear and see a lot more of. Uh, Marcus, well, we hit, it's not only the mischance from Inter, but the 
the disallowed goals, those moments of hope where they thought they'd done it, they knew Dortmund were winning. Uh, but there were no really arguing with the, the two calls that the referees made. No, they're both correct. It's just the fact that they were so close on a couple of occasions to getting the goal that would have put them back in the box seat. I think that's the, that's the devastating thing for them, that it's not as though they weren't in the game. It was a match of such fine margins, and it was in their hands. It was in their grasp, and it just didn't quite work out for them. Uh, let's hear from Barcelona defender Musa Wage. It's for me to play against Inter, such a great team. And then uh, it was not an easy game. We managed the game, we scored early, and then they, they come back. And after the game was too, 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 too hard. And then uh, when we scored the second goal, I think it was, uh, it was very e uh, much easy for, 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 for us to, to manage the game. For, uh, for the communication, because we speak all uh, French. Mm -hmm. And then I think uh, it's more easy for me to, 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 to understand very fast. Mm -hmm. And then I'm ha very happy to, to, to play this game and to win it. Yeah, one of the many uh, fringe players of Barcelona who starred tonight in the 2-1 win at uh, Inter. Looking back to last year, Inter finished with eight points, got knocked out seven points this year. You, d you really need to be trying to hit double figures, and um, I suppose Inter will be ruining uh, what's happened. Dortmund capitalising, Chris, of course, as they progress, uh, picking up the ten points that normally sees you through, thanks to a nervy win against Slavia Prague. 2-1, they eked it out. It was not simple as Sancho and Brandt scored. It wasn't. Uh, uh, Roman Berkey, um, man of the match, most definitely. Probably arguably player of the night given his his performance helped his team through he he made six or seven fantastic saves against the Slavia side who having been drawn in a section with Dortmund Barcelona and Inter were more than a match in in every one of their six games yet yeah, they're going to have finished with not too many points but my um they made every team sweat and Berkey was outstanding. But uh, you look, Lucien Favre has been a coach who has had lots of questions to answer. People have, have pretty publicly been saying, um, even amongst the Dortmund board, are we sure he's the right guy to take us forward? Lovely moment at the end when he was running on the pitch. It was, it was kind of a dad celebration, but we'll give him that because he's been under lots of pressure. And this is a huge achievement for him to take Dortmund into the knockout stages. Mark, you've seen a lot of Dortmund this season. How big is that result for them? Huge for the club. But as Chris was saying, for Lucien Favre, that is massive because the pressure would really have been ramping up. Things not going well in the Bundesliga. The worry is that they still might look at him and say, defensively, you're a shambles and it needs to be sorted out because they got lucky with those saves from Roman Berkey. So all is not well. It might have papered over the cracks, but certainly he'll be breathing a big sigh of relief tonight because that'll buy him some more time. Group F, Barcelona 14 points. Group winners, Dortmund second with 10. Inter going to the Europa League and Slavia Praha somehow only getting two points despite a tremendous uh, campaign. Before we analyse the night's other four matches, here's a selection problem for you. It's time to vote for your UEFA.com Fans Team of the Year for 2019. The 50-man shortlist has been announced, but the final 11 is up to you. There's five goalkeepers, 15 defenders, 15 midfielders and 15 forwards to choose from, including UEFA Champions League stars like Virgil van Dijk, Frankie de Jong and Ed Hazard. So make sure you pick your 11 now. Visit UEFA.com and you'll be in with a chance of winning great prizes, including two VIP tickets to a Champions League quarter-final match of your choice. In Group H, three teams could still qualify going into the last set of matches. Two of those came head-to-head -head in Amsterdam, as Ajax hosted Valencia. Joe Shannon, watch this one. 
It's a heavy touch by Veltman. And Gaia was almost in there. Edge of the D goes square and wide to Ferran Torres. 25 metres out, and he's played it into the area, and it's knocked into the net. Rodrigo has scored, and Valencia lead in Amsterdam. It's Ajax nil, Valencia one. Oh, here's Von der Beek into the penalty area, and he plays it across. Oh, what a chance for Ziyech, and he's knocked it wide. That's the opportunity of the night, and Ziyech can't believe he's spurned it. It's back on the halfway line with Blitz, and that's the final whistle, and Valencia are through to the knockout stage. Joe Shannon joins us now. Joe, I did not expect Ajax to go crashing out of the Champions League tonight. No, I don't think anybody would have done, particularly given the state of play at the start of the evening. Of course, it looked like Ajax had the advantage. They had the home game. They were two points clear of Valencia and clear of two points clear of Chelsea as well. But there was a there was a, a slightly reckless nature about their performance throughout. I spoke midway through the first half about them being a little too headstrong, a little too gung-ho in the early stages. It was all-out attack, and to me, Valencia played the smarter, the more strategic, the more tactical game throughout. A very impressive, robust, defensive display from the visiting team, and Ajax left to rue missed opportunities, not just tonight, of course, but across the six max match days of the whole group stage. Joe, we saw the celebrations and you, you talked us through it at, at full time from Valencia. Just showed what this meant, not just to go through, but also to top the section. A, a remarkable performance for a team who changed coaches just before match day one and not too many teams would have would have made them favourites to, to go through at all. Well, it's an extraordinary achievement, isn't it? As you say, all sorts of interesting contexts to that result. I mean, Valencia's away form in the group stage has been really what has secured their passage through the 1-0 win at Chelsea, 1-0 win at Ajax here again. Mm. That was a superb defensive rearguard at Stamford Bridge. The first time they've reached the last 16 since 2012-2013. So it's a milestone moment from that perspective. And yes, for the new head coach who, who only came in in September, his first role as a club head coach following the sacking of Marcelino. And we know all about what happened with the fallout from that. Albert Salades said they needed a perfect game tonight. Well, Defensively, certainly, Valencia got it. They created very little as an attacking force throughout the match. But what was so impressive was the way they nullified Ajax, particularly in the second half. And actually, the reserve goalkeeper, Jama Domenech, he did well. He made a couple of good saves, but he didn't have a ton of work to do. And I think it was the way they restricted Ajax to so few clear-cut chances that was particularly impressive. Joe, I just wonder, there was a lot of talk about the players who left, obviously, in De Jong and De Ligt in the summer. But more than anything, didn't, did it feel like they missed Quincy Promes tonight, who was, oh. who was injured in the stand? It's been fantastic for them since joining in the summer. Absolutely. They desperately needed a, a focal point and, and a fulcrum for their attack, particularly as the second half wore on and things grew more and more desperate. They did bring on Klaasian Huntelaar with just over 20 minutes to go, but of course at, at 36, arguably a fading force, not the striker that he once was. Quincy Promes was left sitting in the stands, taking selfies with supporters. I say taking selfies, I don't think he really wanted to be spotted. He was sitting with his sunglasses on and trying to keep a low profile, but he desperately, I'm sure, would have wanted to have been out on the pitch because as the game went on in the second period and, it's become, and, it, as, it, and as it became more and more stretched, it also became more and more frustrating for the home fans and for home players alike. And Ajax just didn't seem to have that creative invention and imagination in the final third to unlock that very stubborn Valencia defence. And of course, there was that, that late red card to Gabriel amid, amid all of the chaos. Um, 
So Valencia are going to be one of the, the group winners. I, I guess a, a few supporters of the other clubs might think, well, that's the team that we'd like to face. But um, would you would you fancy facing them from what you've seen? Do you think they have a chance now of making an impact in the knockout stages too? I think they've got a chance. I think they're very robust defensively and they've got a good threat on the counter-attack. I mean, look at the players that they were missing this evening. They were missing the first choice goalkeeper, Jasper Sillison. Mm. You know, they had a regular, they had a reserve goalkeeper who's been a regular reserve over the last two or three seasons, Domenech. He's not exactly a, a complete stranger to UEFA Champions League action, but they had a reserve goalkeeper. They were missing Maxi Gomez as well. They were missing Ezekiel Garay because of suspension, but they held on and they showed how robust they can be defensively and they proved a threat on the counter-attack. They're a little bit of a, an unknown quantity Quantity, potentially, and I think that might help them going forward when they come up against some of the so-called bigger names in the knockout stages. Uh, big away wins in the group stage for Valencia at Ajax and Chelsea. But Chelsea have progressed with them, finishing second in the group after their 2-1 win over Lille from their manager, Frank Lampard. I'm proud, I'm pleased. I think it's a good, a good achievement in what is a, was a very tough group. Any group that knocks out Ajax is hard. Um, and when you lost the first game against Valencia, I think we had a lot of work to do and we did it really well. Probably the Knights in Lille, particularly away at Ajax, were the ones that, that really gave us a chance and belief. Um, and we finished the job tonight. I thought the performance was really good. We should score more goals because we made it a difficult last 10 minutes. But overall, we should be really pleased that we're through. Yeah, they had loads of chances. Tammy Abraham and Cesar Athpilicueta, the, the goal scorers in the first half. Loic Remy back in uh, back at Stamford Bridge, pulled one back in off the bar with 12 minutes to go and it was nervy. But I, I feel like Chelsea are going to be like this, Chris. There's a lot of youth <laughs> and inexperience in the side. They're going to be up and down and they look so secure at one point. Um, I sort of had to refresh my mind when Lille scored. Oh, they're not. They're not through. There's still work to be done here. Yeah, I, I swear that Frank Lampard looks like he's aged 20 years since he's took over <laughs> he in the yeah. summer. And I, I remember yeah. he said after the the Valencia game, it was something like, um, um, "I don't, I don't enjoy these finishes to matches, but it seems to be the way for, for Chelsea." But there was a quote before the game when he said um, he, he he didn't mind that this was basically a final. He said, "Look, if we're going to achieve anything here, we're going to have to win on nights like this." And I think that will give that young Chelsea team the fact that they got over the line, a big boost, and they're into the knockout stages. Uh, let's hear from the eventual match winner, Cesar Azpilicueta. Oh, it feels so good. Obviously, I think, you know, it has been, has been happening lately where we play much better uh, than to be in 2-1, suffering the last uh, minutes because obviously we need to win, you know. Uh, I hope that we can finish uh, the games early and we can enjoy more. But uh, tonight was very important to, to have a reaction from uh, from Saturday's game. Uh, we started very well, we scored two goals and it's true that in the second half we didn't find our rhythm. And But we could still uh, score more goals and we didn't and at the end we, we had to suffer. There have been a couple of disappointing results for Chelsea, but a win tonight and they finish second. Valencia 11 points, Chelsea 11, Ajax 10 moving to the Europa League and Lille uh, out of Europe. Let's go to Group G where it was all still to play for. Uh, and in the end, Lyon joined Leipzig in the next round. Lyon were 2-0 down in that game and pulled it back after two first half penalties uh, for Julian Nagelsmann's side. Forsberg and uh, Werner scoring them. What a turnaround from uh, Lyon. Chris, you said 
at half time. They needed something close to, not quite a miracle, but close to one to, to get into the next round. Yeah, because at half time it was nil nil in the game between Benfica and Zenit. So they needed three goals. That soon became two because Zenit started uh, losing at Benfica. Um, Jose Moir scored a very good goal five minutes into the second period to give Leon hope. And then they, they just kept on wave after wave of attack and with eight minutes to go Memphis Depay seized on a ball in the penalty area the captain um, uh, this evening and scored wild celebrations and you know from being from being bottom and and missing out on a place in the Europa League all of a sudden that goal put Leon through Leipzig then almost scored at the other end which would have broken Leon's hearts but they made it through um, a huge achievement for that club second year in a row that Leon are one of the 16 best teams in Europe. Mark, you cover a lot of German football. Leipzig are through as a group winners. As Chris mentioned, I'm sure many runners-up will be looking at Leipzig as a less established European name as a favourable draw on Monday. But um, you, you know more than most how good Leipzig can be on I think day. that they're, they're a very, very dangerous side. And I wouldn't fancy facing them out. If you're looking at the teams, I'd say you want to avoid them because Julian Nagelsmann is a fabulous coach. He already had a very talented squad there. They're doing brilliantly in the Bundesliga as well. I don't think that they're a team you want to face at all. Uh, they've won that group and Benfica have taken Zenit out with them. Benfica go into the Europa League after an extraordinary second half. <laughs> they won 3-0 against uh, Zenit, who go out of Europe altogether their final game of 2019 by the way yeah because they're heading into the winter break but you know until until Memphis Depay scored in the other match Rob Zenit were going through in second yeah and um, probably in fairness that would have been fortunate because they didn't really turn up they got a man sent off for a penalty that, that Pizzi scored and, and fair play to Benfica who knew they couldn't go through but made sure that they do continue in Europe in the Europa League last 32 well, that is all we have time for on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live tonight. A reminder of the teams that have progressed to the round of 16 on Tuesday. Salzburg nil, Liverpool 2. So Liverpool through along with Napoli after their 4-0 win. Liverpool will be seeded in the draw as group winners. Napoli finishing second in the section. In Group F, we already knew that Barcelona were going to be group winners, but they really went out in style with that win at Inter and it favourably ran for Borussia Dortmund as they got that victory against Slavia Prague, which takes them into the knockout stages of the Champions League. In Group G, Leipzig, well, they only needed a draw to win the group. They got that. That's how they finished top. Lyon joined them by getting that draw in France. And in Group H, last year's semi-finalists, near-finalists, Ajax, are out as Valencia win the group and Chelsea finish second. We'll be back for the group stage conclusion on Wednesday, the 11th of December where we'll confirm the last teams to qualify for the knockout stages of the world's greatest club competition. But for now, from myself, Rob Daly, and all of the Matchday Live team, it's goodbye. Problems here for Salzburg. Salah shoots towards goal, and he finds the far corner from the acutest of angles. It's a mistake by Salzburg, and they've been punished. 25 metres out, and he's played it into the area, and it's knocked into the net. Rodrigo has scored, and Valencia lead in Amsterdam. It's Ajax nil, Valencia 1. Ansu Fati trying to get a run and have a go at goal. It's in! I don't believe it! The 17-year-old has surely killed off Inter's Champions League hopes. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.